Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Can you believe August is almost over? I cannot believe it. Schools are uh, back in session, or at least they're starting to get back in session here in Iowa. Things are starting to look a little bit like a normal end of summer, as, as normal as they can be right now. But you know what? Things haven't changed here on uh, Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin, so you know what this means. This program is sponsored by P4P Muslim, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on as well as a vehicle to drive your goals, like that proverbial Mack truck through ice cream, then check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's talk. I am Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, and my co-host with the most is Kaylin Patterson, and together we are Real Talk, a.k.a. Team Awesome, or any other uh, number of (laughs) names we tend to go by. And speaking of which, don't worry, Mr. Patterson will be with us. He's not here with us just yet. So I hope you guys have been having a fantastic summer so far. Things are definitely heating up on this end of the world, on my end. High 90s temperature, but I am not complaining because the snow is not too far behind. Things are also heating up on the competition scene. If you can believe it, we've got shows in the fall on the horizon, and we hope to be bringing more of those to you as we go forward. But before we get that far, We have a fantastic guest tonight. She is the reigning pro figure, uh, INBA, PNBA, Natural Universe champion, and her name is Alondra Chapman, coming all the way to us from California. Alondra, please say hello and uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Alondra Chapman. I am, as she just mentioned the figure pro champion right now for 2019. Um, I am excited to be here. So thank you for the invite and a little bit about me. Um, I'm a personal trainer. I've been a trainer for a little over 20 years. Um, I own a gym here in uh, San Leandro, California called the inner athlete. Um, I do obviously uh, compete myself, but I also have, a group of ladies and gentlemen who compete with my team, the Interathlete Divas and Gents. And uh, besides that, I'm a mom of two, a wife, and uh, pretty much an aunt to a bunch of babies and kids around. Um, so I, I'm, I'm doing a lot, always, always juggling lots of things. I have a meal prep company as well. Um, I do spray Man. paint my athletes too. So I, I have a lot of stuff going on. You sure do, and I don't know how you find time to do it all, but you are doing it. So before we get too far into your history, because I know our listeners are going to want to know how this fantastic journey you're on all got started, but being a gym owner, how has the latest environment impacted that? How are things going with your gym? Are you guys even open yet, or what's going on there? Yeah, um, I I recall the day I got the the message saying, okay, as of midnight tonight, you're shut down. That was back in uh, March, and we've been uh, closed ever since. So, um, you know, things things have progressed a bit. We are able to do outdoor classes with our our clients, but my gym is closed. So um, I have no idea yeah. when we'll be able to reopen or what that future looks like right now, but. At least uh, I'm able to still stay in contact with my clients, and, and we do, you know, virtual classes, but the outdoor stuff, which actually right now, because California's on fire, um, we're, we're very limited oh in how much we can do with that. So never a dull moment. Absolutely never <laughs> a dull moment. This year has been relentless. It has been relentless. I tell you what, and you know what, I was just in Nebraska um, not that long ago, and even as far away as Nebraska from your coast, there was haze in the air because of all of the burning that's going on yeah, from that direction bad. coming our way. It is absolutely crazy. Well, you know what? Our prayers are with you, and, you know, good Lord willing, your gym will be open again soon. soon I hope As so. soon as yeah. soon can be. Yeah, I definitely do, too. I definitely do, too. 
Um, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that need to be fit in, in yeah. some fashion or another. And I don't mean fit like stage ready fit guys, but I mean just healthy. They they need a different level of health and not everyone can make that happen in their basement or their living room or wherever they might be um, trying to make things um, work right now. And so gyms are so critical. And I really wish there was a momentum going on at one point in time um, for gyms to be designated as, you know, critical. And uh, it right. never did really get off the ground, but I firmly believe that they should have been because there is so much that gyms have to offer, not just from a physical perspective, but now we're starting to see the fallout of all of this, you know, quarantining and people not being able to have, you know, normal levels of interaction. And some folks still haven't even left their houses since March. And that's kind of crazy to me. But yeah, I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah, no doubt. But mental health, it's it's starting to take a toll. And we're seeing the, an increase in the number of suicides. I just saw that NAMI came out with some uh, newer statistics. And, um, you know, it's up by like 30%. And so it's not wow. good. But, you know, gyms are so important to, you know, mental health as well for people because they just help, you know, release those endorphins, just help get frustrations out, you know, give you a sense of accomplishment, all of that stuff. But absolutely, man, man. Well, I didn't mean to turn this into a conversation about COVID, but you know, we had to know what was going on with your gym. So we're going to, we're going to send up prayers for good things to move in that direction. So thank you. You've been a trainer. You are welcome. You have been a trainer for 20 years now. Have you been competing as long or were you a trainer before you embarked on a natural bodybuilding career kind of dating myself but uh no I haven't (laughs) been competing 20 years um I started out teaching classes at the only job that I've ever had out of school I worked for visa for about eight years and I started teaching classes for them and kind of training folks before and after work and on weekends and just kind of progressed from there at a certain point I decided to open the gym and you know took the leap of faith and stepped out from the corporate scene into entrepreneurship and uh, just kind of kept it going from there Um, I started competing in 2010 and I have really focused on my personal training being you know competitive um, preparation but um, you know our gym does everything but uh, I've definitely taken that that on as my focus and my kind of niche. Gotcha, gotcha. So then talk to us. So the next the next question on my mind is then, so you've been in fitness for a long while, so it's been a passion for a long yeah. time. So what led you to want to start competing? Um, I, I actually had a girlfriend who I used to work out with who did a show, and I kind of was like, well, what are you doing? I'm seeing your body changing. This is interesting. Um, And at the time I had just gotten married and I had my kids back to back and also had a cancer scare. So I kind of didn't have a chance to get into it when she did. But when I got the chance then um, I was able to focus and give my attention to this whole prep thing. It was very addicting. And I was, you know, wanting to see how car, how far could I go with this? And, you know, what can I do with this body? And that's always been interesting to me to see bodies physically change. And um, there's so much that you can do with just, you know, physically exercising and, you know, your nutrition. It's just amazing to see what you can do. No doubt. So you were intrigued. You had a friend that did it. Life got a little bit in the way, but then, you know, things started to settle down for you. So was it that same friend that was like, this show is coming up? Or did you just have your eye on the prize? And once, you know, life said, okay, you can move forward now, you're just like, all right, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I definitely, once I have something on my mind, I'm I'm definitely going to do it. So when I saw her compete, and actually a few years had gone by, um, I I reached out to another girlfriend who I knew had competed in a few shows, and I said, I think I want to do this. And, you know, really I had no coach. I, you know, I've, I've always been good about training myself, but I didn't know exactly what that should look like when it comes to, you know, prepping for a show. 
So she kind of guided me by text message and said, you know, this is what you should probably do. Try this, try that. And I did reach out to another uh, personal trainer who I knew who was competing in bikini and fitness. She kind of helped me with my posing. And first show I did was 2010 Silver and Black in Oakland in May. And um, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just there. I was happy to be there, (laughs) stood on the stage. They're calling out fifth place, fourth place, third place, and I'm just smiling. I don't know what's going on. They call second, and I'm still standing, and my husband jumps up out of his seat, and I'm looking around like, what happened? And I'm, they're calling my name for first. I was like, oh, my God, I won. Yeah, so after that, it was definitely very addicting. Awesome, awesome. So how long did it take you from that first show? <laughs> you were just like, hey, I'm just happy to be yeah, here. I'm just here. And then you win it. <laughs> you're just there. So how long did it take you then to transition from amateur competitor to a pro competitor? Uh, let's see. I think I, and my husband was on top of this more than me, um, in my second or third show, because I won overall, and, and the league has changed a bit. Um, we had mm-hmm. to win overall twice back then. My, oh, okay. my second show, I was able to get that second overall, and my husband went right up and said, can she get her pro card now? So um, it was pretty quick <laughs> that I was able to transition to pro, but I actually didn't compete pro until maybe a year later. Um, but it was fairly early in, in my career, so not, not too too much struggle there. I, I did really yeah. well um, my first but, year of competing. But still, to have to win an overall twice, I mean, if you to do that, you definitely know that you're pro by then. Um, because back when I earned my pro card in bikini, you had to win overall, but only once. And even since then, anymore, you don't necessarily even have to win an overall. If there right. are a certain number in a class and you win your class, then you, you've got your pro card. Um, right, right. Which, which, I mean, I don't know. That, that two overalls in a row, man, that's tough. And you made it seem like cake. But that could set a person back, like, years almost, depending on, you know, who shows up at a show. You might be that is true. first place, first place, first place, first place, but, you know, win an overall here, but maybe not an overall for, you know, another number of shows. Um, what do you think about um, – do you think that's something that should be brought back where, you know, an overall win should be necessary to earn a pro card? Or how do you feel about, you know, you can win, you can just win your pro card by just winning your class only? Well, I I, I probably don't have the popular opinion, but I truly <laughs> believe that your first show, you should not get your pro card because you don't have an experience and you're pro- you're probably just not ready to compete at that mm-hmm. level. There is a huge mm-hmm. disparity between, you know, the smaller local shows and the regional and then, of course, the Olympia. There's a huge difference with yes. the caliber of athlete that's on stage between those shows. So um, while it sounds good and I understand they want, you know, pros and, and people that look good, but <clears> – <throat> They may get, you know, a little dis- discouraged if they show up to a, a bigger show and they're not ready. So I, mm-hmm. I do understand, you know, the hard work and the experience goes a long way. Um, and so for me, if you if you win an overall, okay, great. But just, you know, winning your class, I think you should do a little more, especially if there's no one showing up in your category and by default, um, you know, you end up with a pro card. Um, I've seen that, and and I definitely would say you, you, you probably need to do a little bit more. And, you know, and I, I do agree with that because I don't think that does the athlete any justice because, you know, Kaylin and I have also seen where we have individuals that, um, you know, they win their pro card right off the bat, no overall required, and they just were not ready for the pro stage right. yet. But, you know, they won. I got my pro card. They were going to do it, which, you know what, I give credit for that because there are a lot of athletes that get their pro card and we never see them again. 
So, you know, to compete pro, that is, that is awesome. But then they get to the pro stage and it is just so, the level of competition is so unlike anything that they are prepared for because they just never have been up against it. And, you know, really didn't have that idea of, okay, this is where my body needs to go to be able to compete at this level. And so, you know, they're a little, you'll learn real quick, you know, you sure do. <laughs> you learn what you're made of at that point, too. Either, all right, I'm going to step back and I'm going to put in the work that I need to get up to this level and be ready the next time. Or, you know, some just don't come back to that either. So I think, you know, just a little more mental prep would be great for yeah. our amateurs who get their pro cards and then, you know, move up. But I definitely like to see as many of our, our new pros, our newly minted pros, make it to a pro competition stage. So that would yeah, be yeah. fantastic. So, I mean, what was your first pro show experience like for you then at that point? I mean, you, actually, you, you, you got it done. And I've seen your – I have not seen you on stage in person, which I feel like is kind of sad, but I've been looking at <laughs> – I've been lurking on your Facebook page. <laughs> And I've been looking at some of your uh, 2019 Natural Olympia photos, and my goodness, girl, you are staffed. But we'll get to that part. So what was that first pro show experience like for you? So my first pro show was actually, and it's kind of crazy because I, I definitely probably should not have been on the stage, and not because I wasn't, you know, prepared in, in the way that I always prepare, but I was sick. Um, mm, shortly after mm-hmm. that show, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which kind of made oh. sense for why the prep was so hard. But I, yep. I went on stage and and realized shortly thereafter, like, I better go ahead and go to the doctor. I'm really good at ignoring, and it's probably a bad thing. It is a bad thing. Um, you know, it hurts or something's not feeling right, and I'm just like, push through, push through. It's no problem. Yeah, um, but and that's you know, what we when do. it comes to your health, that's not the same thing. So I kept pushing through. I went to, to the show. I got on stage, and I, and I actually, interestingly, competed bikini for the only time because I am not a bikini girl. If you see my pictures, that ain't a bikini girl. But um, I competed bikini for my first pro show because my body was, it was a good bikini body, but it definitely was not my, my best pro figure body. Um, I just yep. didn't have the leanness and my, my body was fighting me. So I, I ended up um, taking a break after that because I had to get my health in order. So that, that was my first pro experience. And then coming back after getting control of my, my health and getting, you know, my hormones and everything back in line, um, my first show back in uh, 2018, um, the Zeus in San Leandro, um, I won that one and then went to Olympia and I got fourth place at Olympia. So that was kind of my return to the stage. Well, that's a heck of a return and Hashimoto's for anyone who's not familiar, that's a, that's a pretty serious autoimmune disease. Um, yeah, really impacts your thyroid in not a good way. And I'm just right. interested. So battling back from that, um, is there anything in particular that you need to do as a competitor, I mean, especially when you are leaning down to, you know, protect your body from, you know, any of the, any of the maybe leftover effects of Hashimoto's or, I mean, is there any, anything different about your regimen to make sure that your hormones and your thyroid stay on track? Well, I, I definitely am very in tune with my nutrition. I have to be. Um, the other thing mm-hmm. I have to be careful of is, um, I mentioned I had a cancer scare, so I did have a, yes. a kidney removed um, back in 2005. So this was prior to wow, okay. competition. So I'm now I'm, I'm dealing with two issues, right? I need to make sure the kidney that I have is is taken care of, and then the Hashimoto's also is something that I have to pay attention to. So um, between all of those things, I absolutely have to be very in tune with how my body's feeling. And also in tune with what it is that I put in my mouth so that I am protecting, you know, the kidney that I have and, and making mm-hmm. sure hormones stay in line. So I do, you know, check in with my doctor regularly. Um, I make sure that everything looks and 
feels like it should. Um, I definitely encourage everyone to, you know, do the same thing. It's, you know, easy enough to push through, but sometimes you have to take a step back and really evaluate where you are. So um, that's something that I really preach to all of my clients and my athletes. When it comes to your health, that's first. Yeah, and that is so, so important. Um, I never quite had issues like you have, um, but I know my progesterone really tanked there for a while, and I had to take a step back and bring my health back into alignment to get my hormones back into a state where they should be. So definitely good advice from Alondra. Listen to your body. Don't always just push through it. There's a difference between muscle soreness and (laughs) other issues that are going on, so pay attention. And I think you kind of addressed this, but we have a question here from a listener. Corey is asking, how did your disease, um, your Hashimoto's, affect you, and how does it still affect your daily life? So we know that you really have to pay attention to your nutrition. You are in regular contact with your doctors, but is there is there anything else that has kind of slowed you down from, or, you know, you're just motoring along life as usual? Well, typically Hashimoto's will, you know, people that have that will experience weight gain. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the one saving grace for me is that I've remained the same level of active through this entire process. So I never experienced a a serious weight gain, um, which has everything to do with your hormones being out of whack. Although I did have one doctor say to me, I've never seen hormones this far out, but um, you know, I still was eating well, still definitely hitting the, the gym. And, you know, obviously I work there, so I'm, I'm in the gym, but I, I was paying particular attention to making sure that I kept my body as healthy as I could physically. Um, so in that sense, I've actually never had to um, really pay attention to anything different when it comes to changing my lifestyle. However, how I felt I felt like crap for a a long time until I got those hormones back in alignment. Um, So that has improved. And whenever I feel something's a little bit off, it's time to, you know, get the blood checked and make sure everything is the way it should. But um, I have not, and thank God, I have not had to take a, you know, a full break or, you know, just not be able to train or anything like that. Um, It's, it's actually been not so bad once I got everything back to where it should have been. Yeah, and that and and that is awesome. But it probably was a journey. How long would you say it took you to where you were feeling like I feel good again? Yeah, it definitely was a journey. Um, I would say probably a year and a half to two years before everything was mm-hmm. back to normal. Um, yeah, it, which did it, I definitely did have to take a break from from competition for a long time. So, um, you know, that was probably only the only thing that made me feel like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not hitting my goals here, but you know, (laughs) you have to step back when you have to step back. And I definitely did during that time. Yeah. It was a little different goal there. It was like getting your health back to good so that you can continue to excel in these other areas. Because if you hadn't taken a step back, you would not have achieved any of your uh, competition goals because your body was just not going to let you. So very important. So again, folks, Listen to your body. We'll repeat it. Write it down. <laughs> you got a little journal. Take notes. <laughs> All of that good stuff. So talk to us about um, your inner athlete divas and gents, about your team, how you got that started, and uh, just kind of how that progressed for you. Yeah, sure. So um, my first show was the Silver and Black uh, back in 2010. And like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. I just showed up put the shoes on, walked on the stage and, and it turned out really well. And of course being in front of people who watched me through this journey was inspiring. So a few of them said, Hey, you know, I think I might want to do this too. So that was in May and in October we did another show. Um, I say we, because now I had a team, there were me plus three and we got on stage and this was actually an NPC show, the um, San Francisco. Uh, October 2nd, that was my brother's birthday in 2010, and uh, did that show. I did really well there. Um, I, I won my height class for open and masters. I won uh, overall for masters. 
Um, so I had a good year and, you know, just taking all of that in and seeing again, people being inspired by it was amazing. So the next year I had a team of like 12 ladies that I brought to the silver and black the next year. So it just progressed from there. So I've always had nice teams. And I think what stood out for me is me bringing, you know, a, a, a team of African-American women, which traditionally had not been a thing, um, especially locally here uh, to these competitions. So it was kind of like, Hey, what's going on? Who are these people? What are they doing? And it, it really brought an, another kind of resurgence of this interest in bodybuilding. So um, just kind of kept going from there. And it's always been, we always have a team of ladies and, and now guys that are getting on stage. Um, I actually have three athletes I'm coaching in Chicago that are preparing for a show mid-October. So yeah, now I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I guess you are coaching from Chicago or coaching from California in Chicago. That's fantastic. That's exciting. So representing team inner athletes. (laughs) Awesome. And and actually that show is just around the corner. Which show are they getting ready for? It is called uh, Badger State, I believe. And that's October 17th. All right. Just around the corner. Yeah, not too far out. We're getting close. I know they got to be getting excited. They're probably and they're probably just excited that it's even happening because you know there have been so many shows that um, just haven't happened or have been postponed. A few still hanging on, and that's super exciting. But I know several of them are just like in you know just a week or two before it's supposed to happen they're still like deciding we think it's going to happen but we're not sure it's going to happen we have to wait to watch yeah. to see what's going to happen so yeah I, <sighs> I i i told everybody this year you know just if you're looking to do a show come with the expectation to prep the whole time but don't be disappointed if it's you know just doesn't happen because we just don't know um actually this this show is their second try because the first one was canceled last week. So, you know, we're just playing it by ear and we're just gonna keep, you know, keep pushing until they tell us no, but we're we're definitely gonna prep them to be ready. Yep, and that's all you can do. You have to be ready to go regardless. Um, another question here from you. This one is from Mark. He wants to know does lifting for you um, make you feel good and therefore assist your hormone balance? Is that part of the equation? What are your feelings on this? I think that, well, first question absolutely does make me feel good. Um, I definitely feel like that is part of my regimen. And again, as I was going through that challenge, that challenging time when I was not feeling great, the workouts actually made me feel better. So um, I think just keeping that in my routine helped me tremendously. Um, As far as how that helps with hormone balance, I don't know that that was the one thing that kind of made things better. I I am on meds every day, so that is the one thing. It's not, you know, Hashimoto's doesn't really just go away, but um, Mm -hmm. I am taking meds every day to continue to keep everything in balance. Gotcha. Very good. Um, Next question, this one from Linda. Now, you did reference you have competed in an NPC show, but you're you're INBA, PNBA pro and uh, champion pro at why, what is it about this organization that made it the one for you? I've always been natural. Um, I've always believed in natural sports and a level playing field. Um, I have no desire to use any performance enhancing drugs, um, of any kind because I already got stuff I'm dealing with, so I don't need any other issues. (laughs) Um, but when it comes to, you know, the level that the pros once you move up from the MPC to the IFBB, I know that there is a jump in the muscularity and the size and, um, it's not natural the way these, these ladies look once they move up to these, you know, pro leagues. So Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not something that um, I'm willing to compromise when it comes to my integrity and and what I'm doing with my body for sure. So uh, that's why I've always kept 
or um, well, I suggest, I should say, my my girls especially compete um, natural for at least their first show. Um, the shows are smaller. They're more family-like. Um, they definitely kind of give you a, a little bit more of a nice welcome coming in. I know people have gotten backstage at NPC shows and there's 500 people and they kind of get lost in the shuffle, but um, different atmosphere because I've done both and I understand both. Um, and for me, I, I do well in, in both leagues. So it's not, it's not about, I don't think that I would necessarily get a fair share, a fair shake, but I definitely do um, know that at the next level up for the pros, I wouldn't be able to compete at, the same level because I just would not have the mass and, and be able to compete against them in that way. So, yep. um, you know, it just is a matter of where I fit and where I think I fit best. Well, and, and, and let me point this out folks in listener land. When, when she says she doesn't have enough mass, her mass is already phenomenal. I, if you haven't seen her, Hopefully, Alondra, you don't mind, but your page is your page is public. So I'm going to tell everyone oh, yeah. go check her out at Alondra Chapman on Facebook, and her cover photo is phenomenal. She's up there with the top five of the pro figure at the 2019 INBA PNBA Natural Olympia, and all of these women are amazing. But you clearly, I mean, I I see, I see why you won. Or at least I, from this photo, I can't. You know, it's always different when you're in person. You can see things that you can't see from a picture. But, you know, sure. everyone here just looks amazing. Just your thickness, your your muscle bellies are full, legs, phenomenal, all of it. I mean, it's good. Um, it's beyond good. And all these ladies look great. And so, you yeah. know, the size required beyond that to me is, whew, it's just, it's it's the natural body was just not lot. meant to do that. Not for a female. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very <laughs> it's different. It's a lot. It is very it's different. It's a lot because the size that's pictured here, it's there. I mean, there's nothing missing. There's nothing small about it. And no, um, I was very so, happy yeah, with it's my just amazing. From, from, yeah, yeah, from the Olympia. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, and see, and, and this is figure. So what blows my mind then is female bodybuilding um, and women's physique is even a step up from this. And I look at these physiques and I'm like, how does the body even get that much bigger? And it can, I don't know about that right. much bigger, but it gets bigger. And um, I, you know, that's just, it's amazing to me. And the only thing, the kind of sad part about it though, is that our, our women's bodybuilding is just, the numbers just aren't there like they used right. to be. What do you, what do you think it's going to take to build that back up? Or is it, or is that just kind of, you know, is it just kind of a thing of the past? Maybe women's physique is, you know, kind of where athletes are trending and, and figure and, and it's, that's just what it is. Or do you think that it still could have a resurgence? Well, I think overall, women's bodybuilding, traditional bodybuilding, um, mm -hmm. especially in the IFBB, the women got so big that it became unattractive. And mm -hmm. I think there was just kind of a, a trend away from that. And then with the introduction of bikini, um, there were so many women that went that direction. And there's so many bikini girls. Um, no matter what show you go to, there's a bunch of bikini girls there. So mm -hmm. um, I think it just kind of trended down in the amount of muscle and just the look that they were going for. I know for me, with the introduction of women's physique, I was told from uh, the head judge for the IFBB twice, Alondra, we want you to move up to women's physique. And you know, in both shows that I competed the, during that time when, when women's physique was just introduced, um, I got sixth place. And I kind of thought that was like a, okay, you look good, but we just don't want you in that top five because we want you to move up from figure to mm -hmm. women's physique. So um, mm -hmm. hearing that twice, and I was kind of like, eh, women's physique, they, they don't really know what they want because I'd seen the competitors that were there and it was kind of a few women that came down from bodybuilding and they just were a little less cut and hard and there were women that went up from figure and they were softer and the look was just not really well, you know, they weren't, yeah, they weren't sure what they wanted to, to see. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's almost like yeah. wellness right now. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I, I was not interested, and I'm probably still not because um, I, the posing thing for me is probably the hard part. <laughs> but I could do it. I can do anything. But I'm like, eh, I like figure. So I've always stuck mm-hmm. with figure. But um, I think that that women's bodybuilding, I think people just kind of moved away from it. I, I think it's beautiful and the posing for sure, especially women's physique. I have some friends that compete women's physique and um, their routines are beautiful. Um, it's just a different body altogether from bikini mm-hmm. and figure, just a different body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no. it's easier to get to. I just think that people naturally are more, bikini and figure as opposed to, you know, it, you definitely have to work a lot, lot, lot harder to get to that bodybuilding body. Yep. And you have to want to. And I, you know, I think, well, I am a bikini girl, but I think the introduction of bikini was just phenomenal from the standpoint that it's gotten so many more women involved with strength training and in the gym and just in the sport in general. And then from there, there has been a natural progression where you're seeing bikini girls that move up and that, you know, they, Mm -hmm. they fall in love with the muscle and then they become figure. And then there are some that still progress into classic or not classic physique, but women's physique, um, but not a mm-hmm. lot, but I, I just really not have seen, I have not seen the pipeline really fill up all the way to the top. So, yeah. and you're right, you know, the type of body, body structure and what your personal goals are, um, you know, it's, it's different for every class. It's different for every sure. class. So I don't know. I'll wait and watch and see. I'll wait and watch yeah. and see. But you know, if one day if you popped up there, even though you found your home, I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'm going to say there. <laughs> you never know what a laundry might do. So, yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. So we've been talking about Generation Iron, Nanny for Life, and um, mm-hmm. we've, had, uh, we've had the males represented, but you were also in that segment. So talk to us about what it was like to, I guess, there was an application process, so you had to apply and be chosen. And then just working with their camera crew through the whole thing. What was that experience like for you? It was interesting. Um, I'm not necessarily the one that wants to be the center of attention. So, um, you know, I was asked if I wanted to apply and I kind of was like, well, okay. Not really thinking too much about, you know, what this would all entail. But um, I applied and I didn't hear anything back for a while. And I said, oh, you know, they probably pick somebody else. I haven't heard anything. And then I got another message and I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe, maybe they are still interested and didn't hear anything back for a little while. And then I got the call like, oh, okay, we'll be at your house uh, next week. And I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> so it was, it was great though. I mean, they came to my gym and they followed me through my day, which is, you know, crazy up at four in the morning at the gym at five oh, training clients. Um, I have clients usually from five till about 12 and, uh, then I'll, I'll get my workout in somewhere in that, um, have a little break, uh, usually have a staff meeting every couple of weeks. So they did capture a little bit of our staff meeting, um, and then clients in the evening next days, I think it was a Tuesday. Cause I, I remember them going to Costco with me. So for my meal prep business, <laughs> I would run to Costco, the guys in the car with me at Costco, and, you know, I'm pushing all the, the, you know, 20 pounds of chicken and everything. And he's like, okay, stop. Okay, go. And I'm like, okay, look, I, I, I'm trying to just, I'm just trying to shop. Okay. This is real. <laughs> now, now I'm getting tired just trying to yeah. be, you know, the, the person, which none of that footage made it by the way, which even more so I'm like all this stuff we went through <laughs> and no one saw my Costco, uh, journey it was good exactly it was, it was good. good my kids were um you know they were a little camera shy but you know they 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 were they were good sports and uh you know coming to olympia and following us there that was very interesting and uh, it was amazing to get on stage win and then be able to you know all the hard work all the you know years of training for that moment they were able to capture that so that was awesome Awesome. So what was your overall take on the the documentary? Do you feel like natties were well represented? How do you feel women were represented in the grand scheme of this also? 
for the natural league, I definitely did appreciate their their take on it, which was just just telling the story and not being biased. Of course, there were mm-hmm. a lot of opinions on there, um, and you know, you, people, everybody has an opinion, so it is what it is. But for me, I did appreciate them just allowing the natural league to tell their story and to get the exposure that we have not had, you know, previously. So that was great. Um, as far as the women, no, we need more women <laughs> to be represented. <laughs> we need our own, we need our own documentary and I'm happy to be in that. So if anybody is listening <laughs> and wants to do that, call me up. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to see more women um, represented. Cause like you said, you know, introducing bikini, that brought out more women to this whole bodybuilding, you know, arena, which probably would not have been there if there were not that opportunity to compete that way. So um, Mm -hmm. I think there's still a lot to be told about women in bodybuilding and what that looks like, because, you know, I've, I've had people say to me, Oh, you know, you have too much muscle. You look like a man. No, I don't. I, Mm -hmm. I, I definitely have muscle, but I am so not a man and my husband would not go for any kind of manly thing on me. So, no. Uh, but there, 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 there is more to it than just trying to look, you know, like a man. There's a lot of amazing, beautiful women that compete with beautiful muscle. And there's a story to be told there. So, you know, it's, it's definitely something that I think we should explore more. Most definitely. And I... I would be in favor of that as well. So if there is anybody listening and you have inroads with the producer of uh, Generation Iron, you know, plant that seed. Maybe we'll do a write-in. Let's everybody write in to Generation Iron. Next next episode is going to be the female bodybuilder. And uh, and you know what? Muscle does not look manly. I, I'm sorry. That's just going to be my opinion. It'll all be my opinion. <laughs> Muscle on a woman does not look manly. You know, all these women that say, oh, I just want to tone up, which they think if they do cardio, they're going to tone up. That's not how you're toning up. No, You are toning no. up it's... by strength training and sculpting that muscle. Maybe you don't want the size of muscles that a figure competitor has, but any way you stack it on, it's beautiful. No matter what people think, you have to work so much harder than you think you have to to get the muscle <laughs> that it takes to, to look like that. It's not easy. So, yeah, once nope. once they get in there and they kind of understand, like, oh, you know what? Yeah, this is a lot harder than I thought. Yeah, you'll understand. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And you will not look manly. You know what makes you look manly? I hate to say it. It's when you start pumping hormones into your body that were not meant for your body at the levels that you're using them. That's when women start to bring on manly features. Beyond that, it's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, But speaking of manly and uh, and men, so your husband, your sons, how, how are they fitting into this whole busy, busy, busy equation that you have here? So clearly it sounds like your husband is super proud of you, your children, but you know, how, how are you balancing all of this? It's a lot. Um, I'm actually doing a course right now with a few ladies and, um, I'm, I'm trying to show them the way for balancing life, balancing family, balancing your, you know, taking care of yourself. Your self-care is so important and making sure that you know what you're, you should be eating and, and really taking a, a good hard look at, who you are physically and mentally before you try to take on all these new, you know, habits and things that you want to do. So I I did that for myself and, you know, it's kind of a, a, always a work in progress, right? Your, your body Mm -hmm. changes as you get older, your circumstances changes, you might change. You may have a a new job, you know, get married or divorced or whatever. There's always a different set of circumstances that you're looking at and you have to just take, take that for what it is and know that you can say no and know that you can't do everything. Absolutely not. Um, and solicit help when you need it. Um, I definitely have learned over the years, no is an option. Um, I cannot do it all. I do a lot, but I cannot do it all. And I do solicit help when necessary. Um, I even ask my kids for little things like, can you help mom with putting my vitamins 
together for tomorrow. That would save me mm-hmm. five extra minutes that I may be able to spend doing something else. So little things that, that are helpful, you know, obviously meal prepping and, you know, the things that, that you know you have to do, but even the small things that you can get someone to just, just give me a little little help here and that'll take one more thing off my plate. Um, that's, that's the biggest, you know, I think that was like the epiphany for me, <clears throat> being able to <laughs> ask for help and actually get it, you know? I think I might need to take your class. I might, I might need to sign up <laughs> for that. Um. <laughs> now, have your boys seen you compete? Have they gone to a show yeah, with you? I have a son and a daughter. Um, oh, sorry, yes. son and a daughter. Okay. I, yes, my daughter um, actually kind of has a little interest in maybe doing some some bodybuilding at some point, but she's still really, really shy. Um, but. Mm-hmm. I, I just recall my first show, I was thinking about this the other day, um, that first show at the Silver and Black, my son was five. And when I came out on the stage, he looked like he had died. He was so bored out of his mind. Uh, you know, it's the <laughs> oh, show no. for long, right? So he was just <laughs> yeah. like laid back over the seat like, oh, my God, can somebody just get me out of here? But they <laughs> they are still, so they, they've grown up because they're 16 and 17 now. Um, they have oh, wow. grown up yeah. knowing like, oh, this is what mom does. And, you know, they, they were there when I won at the Olympia, they were very proud and happy to be part of that whole process and, and the win. Um, so they, they've learned cause they've been experiencing this pretty much their whole life. So they, they're definitely part of that whole win process. Awesome. Awesome. And, and what does your husband think about being Mr. Natural Olympia? <laughs> he, uh, my husband is funny because he definitely likes the, the, he likes to see me happy, right? So he likes mm-hmm. to see the the progress and, and the whole process, but he also likes me to be a woman. So he does not mind getting me the cheeseburgers and pizza after <laughs> so I can gain a few pounds. So, you know, <laughs> he's definitely... <laughs> Like, I'll support you while you're there. And he's my photographer. He is a professional photographer, so he takes all those beautiful images. Um, but he definitely likes me to, to be not on stage, too. So it's good because I, I get the best of both worlds, I guess. Very good. Very good. Well, that is fantastic. So, um, my gosh, you know, it's hard to believe, but we're getting we're getting short on time here. Our time together is almost over. So before we uh, get too far down the road, so I know your gym is closed, but you're still doing some virtual consulting. Um, are you still yeah. doing some meal prep as well? Because there are people who I need am. meal prep that are not athletes. Okay. So yeah, if yeah. folks are at least in your area and interested in meal prep, or they could be anywhere and, you know, could sign up for virtual coaching, how do they find you? I am, as you mentioned, on Facebook, uh, Alondra Chapman, the name of the gym. Uh, We have a Facebook page for that is The Inner Athlete. Um, And we are on Instagram. Inner Athlete is the gym page. And Alondra underscore figure underscore pro is my personal page. Um, You can reach out to me anywhere. And I'm pretty good and prompt about getting back to you. Um, My meal prep page, which probably doesn't really say meal prep right now because I'm, I'm doing a lot, uh, is lemon, <laughs> lime, and thyme. Um, but that is definitely still something that I do offer to um, my folks who are interested and in, in contact me. I am doing that still. I like that. Lemon, lime, and thyme. Perfect. Yes. All right. So we are to the part of the show where when we have the opportunity, we like to uh, – give our guests a chance to give shout outs to anyone and everyone that has been supportive of them on this uh, crazy journey that we call natural bodybuilding. And I'd like to give that opportunity to you. Okay. So definitely want to shout out Denny and Diana Kekos um, for all of their support in this IMBA PNBA league. It's been an amazing journey. Um, I'm definitely still in this um, and always supporting them. Um, Shout out to my husband again for always being a support for me, Maurice Chapman, Uh, my kids, Samaya and Amari Chapman, Um, my gym family, 
I've got Joel Rice, who is my hype man like no other. Um, he's <laughs> always been there to help me with my workouts and just kind of strategizing because I've done a lot of my preps without a coach. So he and I just kind of get in there and just get it done. Um, Jamal, always been there as well, friends for 20-some-odd years. So um, he's one of my trainers at the gym as well. Um, Dennis, Mariah, my whole girl crew that works out with me, Angie, Luana, Mariah, Elonda, I got a whole bunch of them. Um, Shadia, for sure, she is like my backbone when it comes to supporting everything that has to do with competition and spray tanning. She's my spray tan manager. Um, I got a lot of folks. It's too many to name. If I didn't shout you out, I'm <laughs> too sorry. Many. You know I love you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And that's one thing we didn't even touch on. How in the world did you get started in a spray tan business too? Oh, girl, I saw too many bad <laughs> spray tans and I started getting mad. Like, oh, I, there's, no. there's no way I'm going to help you get your body looking amazing and you come out on stage green. So I just, I just started tanning them myself. So that's how that started. So we just kind of exactly. kept it up. Gotcha. You you are almost like the one stop shop full service exactly contest prep. You've got it all. You've got the exercise. You've got the food. You've got the tanning. Uh, other thing you don't have, I guess maybe you do have a posing workshop out there, or do you, or do you work I, I with have, posing I have a, coaches? I have a posing coach. I do have a posing coach, Stella Power Stance Posing. She's amazing. Um, she has helped, and she works miracles. I've seen girls that couldn't even walk in heels, and then all of a sudden they know how to pose. So she's amazing. Check her out, Power Stance Posing. All right, Power Stance Posing. You got that, folks? Very good. All right, last question of the night, Alondra. So, you know, some might feel like you've won the uh, natural universe. You're, you're the pro champ. Um, is there anything left after that that you're still striving for? What is next for Alondra as far as the competition scene? That's a good question because um, I actually did say to somebody, I don't have anything left to prove to anybody um, except that I can do it again. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those crazy years where I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Um, and my focus right now is, first of all, that the fires don't burn us up and that, you know, my gym can <laughs> yes. be open at some point, right? I'm, I'm making light yes. of it, but it's, I'm totally serious. But, um, no, you know, yeah. so there's so many, like, major crazy things going on that um, I don't know what the fate of this year looks like. But um, to repeat that would be absolutely amazing. So that is on my mind. So don't think I'm not trying to get back there because I am. It's just a matter of, what makes sense for myself and my family, which always comes first. Exactly. Well, that is awesome. And I just want to say thank you for spending your afternoon with us and, um, you know, just sharing your perspective and your experience. I've wholly appreciated it. Um, everybody, um, check out Alondra on uh, Facebook, on Instagram, Use Alonda Chapman, inner athlete. Look for her in all those areas. Reach out. Um, I'm, she's a great wealth of information. And uh, if you're a newbie or if you're a veteran or just looking for a different perspective, you would be in a good place. And from there, Alondra, I just want to say the best, wish you the best of everything in your future. And I hope we do see you on that Natural Olympia stage again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, All righty. You have a fantastic day. And to everyone out there in listener land, on behalf of Alondra, Interathlete, myself, Kalen Patterson, and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it.